feet by 16 feet. And um, so when we finished that, you know, everybody had, uh, you know, we wondered, well, you know, no one person did this. It was a collaboration. Everyone's ideas are in there, included in it. And uh, so how are we going to, how should we sign this? And so we signed it Presida because that's the geographic area we were in and the uh, eyes, what we visualize with and and muralist is what we do. So we just signed it Presida Eyes Muralist and, and uh, that kind of stuck ever since that time. Uh, and, and again, what year was this? That, that, it was 1974. 1974. Yeah, 74. It was, you know, but eventually... Um, the group continued to kind of stay together, and uh, we practiced doing other murals. We were invited to do the mural for the uh, China Books and Periodicals Company mm-hmm. on 24th Street, which was the only uh, contact with mainland China at the time. Uh, they uh, had all the books uh, from uh, China, the about the revolution, uh, they had the uh, little red book by uh, Ho Chi Minh, and by uh, yeah, or I Mao should Zitung. say Mao Zedong, yeah. yeah. And um, but it was all interrelated, and um, I remember going they were in also there. what was that? I, I remember going up in there back in the day. And going yeah, there. yeah, it was um, the only place where you could see that kind of those kinds of books, or in, and actually see some of the art that was coming out of China at that time, uh, we were inspired by the peasant paintings. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, when they, China started to open up and become uh, uh, not isolated anymore. That was around 1979. Um, they uh, sent over an exhibition of the Hussein uh, peasant painting uh Paintings that were exhibited at the um, uh, Chinese Cultural Center, I mm-hmm. believe, and um, and the uh, China Books and Periodicals wanted to celebrate that uh, opening up of China uh, by having a new mural painted on their building. So, mm-hmm. and it still exists. It's such it an incredible is, yeah, mural. It's, it's a beautiful. Yeah, it's piece been there work. since well, actually since nineteen well, seventy-eight. actually till nineteen seventy-eight. And it, when we did it, and you guys retouched it up uh, subsequently. Just a little oh, bit, not yeah. not a true restoration. They yeah. just mainly just cleaning it and revarnishing it. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunately we didn't have anything to protect it at the time, and uh, so a lot of the pollutants in the air have uh, darkened the original colors. Mm. But it's still there. You can still see the images, and it was really to celebrate the peasant paintings that we saw and were inspired by. It's called a bountiful harvest, and um, that's when our, you know, Presida eyes. That was really, I think, one of our first commissions. Mm. And uh, when the and and at that time we were such a small group and no one really knew what murals were at the time, so we just kind of stuck together. And whatever project came up, we all worked together on them. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was. Uh, you know, great to uh, see the peasant paintings as well because they were really beautiful and inspiring because of the, you know, what they would depict was the kind of work that they would do out in the rural areas of China. You know, and to to like seeing how the community like would build a whole well for the whole community, right. that kind of thing, um, which was, and you know, or 
the whole community gathering fish out of the out of the river or yeah. you know and so that kind of inspired our um mural and uh also the gathering and so we thought we would make it more international and have it where people from all over the world were helping to harvest to uh to plant and to harvest and so we call it uh, a bountiful harvest and you can see sort of a bridge of a friendship you know with different people and and also in the fields different people from different countries yeah participating in that so that's kind of how we got started and um then after that you know uh, we had you know people began to see the murals and say well can you do a mural over here or can you do a mural there and um so it, we just kind of grew out of that and uh, of course yeah. all the people that were working with us were trained to work collaboratively so once we started getting more uh, requests uh then each one of those individual artists would maybe um lead a, a project on their own with a community that we were serving well it's amazing i mean you know to come from that that conception and that first mural celebrating community to you know these lo many years of of serving as a as a, a vehicle for people to develop artistic skills as well as to um uh, you know work together to create these murals um as as a as a public service really i mean a, a lot of this you have to fundraise for a lot of this is you know you're not receiving a lot of funds for for making these collaborative projects i you know no well at the beginning you're basically volunteering your yeah. time and people were willing to do that to learn and be a part of something uh different where you're you know that no one person could actually do uh, or imagine on their own. Right. It's really good to see what other people's ideas are and then putting them together as a, a collective and and uh, designing something around those stories um, that is even more powerful. So it's like that's what was really. But but yeah, we we were not funded. I mean, even the China books was just mainly for scaffolding and materials and that was it right. you know um no one really got paid everyone volunteered their time um and that that was it was just a great opportunity to to do something really incredible for this uh, legacy company and uh, their cause you know to you know support the culture chinese culture and uh what it was going through mm. yeah so um, how, do, how do you decide on projects? I mean, now you've created how many murals throughout the Bay Area? Uh, over, well, uh, over 700, including all the Bay Area and some in, other, in another state and some in, uh, internationally. Mm. So we've, like, done murals in. Uh, but we have quite a few. And, but everything that we've ever uh, been involved with has been by request. Mm -hmm. We have not initiated any project um which is why we're still here today because we continue to get requests right. you know um people began to see to value the uh collaborative process or the inclusiveness of it and mm -hmm. would invite proceeder eyes to lead mural workshops and mural projects with their communities to have that kind of experience right. And so we would be invited by schools or from uh, or uh, you know health centers and uh, homeless shelters or uh, 
recreation park centers, you know, um, there's many, many different, or, you know, just individual individuals would have a wall that they would want us to uh, share with their community and invite us to work with them. And so the funding, either people had the funding or they were raising the funds, or if we felt like it really had a lot of uh, merit, we would help them with that fundraising. Mm-hmm. But uh, we try to make it work for everyone, no matter what their means are. Right. And mostly it's served all, you know, you know, underserved communities and uh, at-risk youth and that kind of, you know, uh, those communities that really uh, don't have uh, art in their lives every day. Right. Well, part of your your mission as well is to serve, you know, to bring up the next generation. You have lots of youth mentorships. You have lots of um, great uh, graffiti programs for for teens and kids who want to do that kind of work. Um, Tell us a little bit about that and how, you know, how many kids have you worked with over the years? I mean, it must be hundreds. I know my kid benefited (laughs) from from one of your youth classes. uh, Yeah, well, we've had the... um yeah, you know, you don't realize until, you know, many years later how impactful it might have been. But I th- the Youth Arts Program was started in 1985, um, you know, and not realizing, except that I saw what I was seeing was just little throw-ups, little graffiti throw-ups on the walls. Mm. Um, and I was wondering, you know, I oh, this is like another mural art, you know. And I said, who is doing this? And so trying to find, you know, who's doing this and knowing that it's a lot of the youth uh, in the neighborhood. Um, but you would just see them here and there, not a whole lot at the time. This was like 1985 mm. uh, when really San Francisco was just getting uh, caught up with the um, graffiti movement that was had been probably in New York for 10 years already. So, you know, so Style Wars and um, and uh, movies like that and other, uh, you know, um, subway art books and things like that were inspiring the youth to uh, become artists. Um, but at the same time, it was also criminalized by, you know, the community and society here that, you know, you and so that was what was unfortunate about it. And, but I thought, well, if, you know, maybe if if it was interesting, that, you know, for the youth to have a place where they can actually share their ideas right. and, and, and do, you know, develop their drawing skills and their painting skills in a space, you know, I was, I was willing to open up the space for that. And so it was like one, one young person after another started coming through, um, to our uh, youth arts program that started, mm-hmm. in, like I said, in 1985 when I started seeing these uh, little throw-ups uh, in the neighborhood. And um, um, also having myself, I mean, I had three sons, and so uh, they were they were all interested in that, too. And um, even though I didn't know, realize how much until when I started to, uh-huh. you know, share this, you know, share this style with them that they you know they would light up and say you know and they'd be going around looking for for it themselves too um and uh so we started you know having classes um 
little by little we it would grow there was a lot of you know uh took a while to get their trust because they really didn't trust um any institution of course we weren't like a really big establishment at the time but they maybe thought that we were in that realm but they saw that it was just a real open space and that it was inclusive and that uh they could feel safe in the space. The other thing about it is that's on Presida Park is where mm-hmm. we had our studio, and it's kind of a safe space. You know, it's very different from other corridors, you know, like on 24th Street, for instance, where it's a little bit, you know, uh, edgy for kids right. to hang out. Right. So it was a place where kids could feel comfortable. And um, we would provide, you know, markers and paper. And uh, we even had, you know, got some uh, airbrush uh, materials so that they could learn how to airbrush, which was sort of simulated the aerosol. (laughs) Uh, And then we would, we start, once we got a pretty good handful of kids that were interested and teachers that were interested in doing it with them, um, we started finding permission walls so that they could uh, do permission pieces on walls. Uh, and uh, so we got that started. So we started doing some of the first uh, permission walls in the in the mission. Uh, one of the first ones was on 24th and around Harrison Street, up, up Harrison. It was like a restoration, furniture restoration place. And we did one of the first um, large youth murals on that building. In a wild style in the graffiti mural. Yes. There, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like um, 24th and Harrison. Okay, that that's still there then. I no, I, I think it's I think it's gone. I think the build, the ownership and everything has changed. Um, yeah, yeah. But we've we've done many many others. Uh, uh, the youth program has grown quite a bit, um, and so they also learned how to use you know traditional brushes, and so now it's like maybe they'll block in everything with brushes and acrylic paint, and then do all their um, uh, special effects with their aerosol, yeah. you know, and some are pure aerosol too. But uh, well, you so, you also have that amazing um, uh, festival, and I forget when it is, but every year you fill Presida Park with panels, and there's uh, you know kids coming and making their work and, and mm-hmm. talking and meeting each other. It's a, and music, and you know, it's it's a wonderful event. When is yeah, that again? Right, that that's that's every July, and we just had our twenty sixth. Uh, annual mm. um, so it was having 26 I think in the middle 90s we started to uh, uh, offer that um, the, the it was started to kind of help this the the youth who were involved in that movement to sort of be feel like they could come out mm-hmm. and um, not be afraid to share their uh, ideas And uh, so, sorry about that. Um, yeah. So 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 yeah, they, it started and and it's filled every year with with amazing yeah, work we, and a. We do a lot of walls. We have you know, uh, I think sixteen very large walls that we build, and we have we, we invite um, some of the OGs to come and perform and mm-hmm. work with our youth, or and we have a youth. Our youth program—they do their own murals, and 
and uh, there's others that come uh, to uh, that are invited youth groups that we have come in. Um, hi, I'm on the air. I'm sorry, I can't uh, talk right now. Uh, anyway, uh, sorry about that interruption. Um, again, I am, uh, this is KXSF LP San Francisco, uh, streaming at the World Wide Web at kxsf.fm. This is the new show, Community Matters, where we are uh, bringing, having radio takeovers, we, we hope, of, of crucial and, and uh, important nonprofits and community organizations. And today, we're honored to be speaking with Susan Cervantes, the executive director and founder of the Presida Eyes Mural Arts um, Organization. And you guys are having, uh, I want to get the plug in early and often. You guys do such incredible work in the community, so much of it, um, you know, uh, so much of it just ad hoc fundraising and trying to get uh, folks to, to support you where you can. There is a 45th anniversary gala uh, coming up on uh, on Saturday, October 15th, this Saturday, 6 to 10 p.m. at the Gray Area Theater. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? That's our PSA for the moment here. Yeah, no, that's really great. Uh, yeah, that we're celebrating this and, um, you know, because it really started, you know, with, with the uh, community arts, uh, you know, community mural art and uh, not realizing that it was going to last this long, but it has, and and we're really celebrating that that longevity and legacy. Um, we're going to have some great entertainment with uh, many with uh, dance performances and uh, and bands, and uh, we're going to have some uh, drag queens coming. Uh, Donna uh, Suprema, not mm-hmm. Donna. What, what, I can't remember her name now. I don't have that one here. Uh, it's, Persia, uh, I saw. I saw that it's uh, Donna uh, Persona. Donna, Donna Persona. Persona. Yeah, Ooh. she's a famous one. Yes. There you go. And uh, so there's uh, some in Katya and um, Mama Dora. Ah. And uh, Banda Sin Nombre, um, who's sort of a, a homegrown band from Presida Eyes. You know, I, uh, Ava Moss, who d- plays the... The, the the cajon is really mm-hmm. fantastic and with Hannah who's the lead singer and Kate who's a violinist they were all the original group and yeah. I kind of you know uh, introduced them to each other oh uh, did you did they come over, through the over, mural arts over, over 10 years ago organization did well, they paint Ava, Ava was okay. an intern from, ah, I didn't you know, know and uh, she originally from Spain and right. uh, so she she had she was here during our what our, 35th gala she got into town excellent and she helped us install that one at the meridian gallery on powell street and and then i introduced her to all of these wonderful people um and uh it not knowing that she was a musician herself mm-hmm. or a singer mm-hmm. and uh, she got very excited about you know uh working with these other two ladies and they formed a band eventually called banda sin nombre and they've been around the Bay Area now for over 10 years, and it's really great. They have a great sound, world sound, and, uh, you know, I love their music, and I love dancing to their music, and so they're going to be performing. Excellent. And we have the Mission Delirium, who is also wonderful. Oh, big old brass band. Yeah. If, if, yep. if you don't know, you should know. Um, and then we have the one-time 
Moore Band, which is going to be a, a, a new group that we haven't heard before, but I heard a little bit of their s- sounds, and it sounds wonderful. Um, so far, a lot, a lot of Latin Latin rhythms, Latin percussion, and um, we also have a DJ, a Painter George, and Ray nice. Ray Valles, and we have uh, we're going to have a silent art art auction. I did some, some incredible other, pieces. Yeah. I was looking at some of the website, and and there's some really beautiful art. Can people sort of preview that and get a look? Yeah, there's some preview on our website. Um, we're still getting more pieces coming in every day. I was taking photographs of them today, right on. you know, um, to get prepared to transport them over to the theater by Saturday. Mm. Um, a lot of work. So we're we're very excited about it, and we want to, you know, really thankful uh, for all the people who continue to support us. And um, I mean, it's really a, a fundraiser a benefit for our all of our programming, our arts education program, especially. You know, getting our, um, you know, getting our youth arts program uh, back up again from the pandemic, and we were having a lot of success with that, and want to see that grow. And so, of course, these funds help to to support that, and yeah. you know, and we want to expand to get our toddlers and kids art program started again too. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it just continues to help support us so we can do all this work in our communities that uh, request these murals. Well, again, this is uh, KXSF, uh, the Community Matters Program, and we are uh, honored to have Susan Cervantes of the Presida Eyes Mural Arts uh, Center and Association um, working for 45 years to, to beautify and create community in San Francisco and throughout the Bay and internationally, he said. Um, which I didn't know. I didn't know you guys did had oh, done international yeah, we, murals. Yeah, I was like, yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- I've, I've three times in Russia. Oh wow! <laughs> Two times in China. Wow! In the PRC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. and then Germany, Spain. Wow. You know, so, Le- Lebanon and Palestine. Oh yeah. Okay. yeah, you worked with Susan Green in Palestine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. I, now I now I do remember that. Um, so anyway, Presida Eyes 45th Anniversary Gala. Join the San Francisco arts community to celebrate this 45 years of mural arts. Saturday, October 15th, between 6 and 10 p.m. at the Gray Area Theater, which is 2665 Mission, Mission and 23rd. Um, tickets you can get at, if you put this all together, and maybe we'll put it up on the uh, the uh, spinatron.com entries in our playlist, so you can always check out the uh, information there. Presida Eyes 45th Anniversary Gala, all one word, so 45, 45th, dot 45th com. They're sliding scale tickets, but give as generously as you can. And because I love Bandas and Ombre as well, they're, they're so wonderful. Um, and I've had them on the, the station before. Um, had a great, had a great little session with, uh, Transform Mario and some amazing drag mm-hmm. at the time. Um, let's play uh, "Yo No Quiero Trabajar" mm-hmm. because I—that's uh, that's kind of the sentiment. I really don't want to, but I will if I have to. We'll be right back with more talk, a little more history. Contratar Todas mis amigas 
dicen que me quieren, que me quieren, que me quieren celebrar. Tantos años de estudio, tantas horas de esfuerzo para llegar a este día en que me realizo como profesional. Se vuelve cruda mentira. Tú sabes lo que fue tierna verdad. Tú sabes me la dio a alma. Tú sabes y me lo repitió la negra sosa y es que eso que dice. Tú sabes que tienes que regalar. Tú sabes toda tu alma y tus horas pa' un sueldo no real. Y yo no quiero trabajar. Yo no quiero trabajar. Estas cuatro paredes me van a sofocar. a estudiar en una prestigiosa universidad solo para me enterar que debía décadas de mi trabajar que todo esto está construido para atraparnos en este frío de un capitalismo de delirio en que nos roban la libertad yo no quiero trabajar lo que quiero es cantar respirar el aire puro también ponerme deuda que me hago adulto, según esta civilización, también lo que me piden es que me independice de mis padres de la baby boom. así que muevo mi cuerpito, me meto un apartamentito con un montón más de sana moderna Babilón, yo no quiero trabajar, yo no quiero trabajar, cada uno del mes me lo Puedes llamar vago, pero no es el caso Lo que quiero es que mi sudor sea para algo Lo que pienso es que es medieval Hasta que romano mongo lo da igual Estos sistemas de dominación que no permiten la emancipación Somos hámsters en una rueda, pero tenemos sueños ¡Tenemos sueños! Somos hormiguitas de un hormiguero, pero tenemos sueños ¡Tenemos sueños! cruda mentira tú sabes lo que fue tierna verdad tú sabes me lo dijo a tu alma tú sabes me lo repitió la negra sosa y es que eso que dice tú sabes que tienes que regalar tú sabes toda tu alma y tus horas pa' un sueldo no es real tú 
DJ4 in Japan. We know you're listening, enjoying all of KXSF's great music and programming that you can't find anywhere else on corporate radio or streaming service. But we need your financial support to keep San Francisco community on the air. Donate now to KXSF and become a part of our community by going to www.kxsf.fm and rescue real radio. Thanks for your support. Palestinian-Israeli crisis is again catching countless innocent children in the crossfire. The Bay Area chapter of the Palestine Children's Relief Fund is one of many nonprofits organizing relief efforts. For 27 years, the PCRF has helped in providing urgent humanitarian care for Gaza's children. For more information, go to at PCRFSF on Facebook or online at PCRF.net. This message is brought to you by KXSF Acts. Thank you, KXSF, from KXSF to the Palestine Children's Relief Fund. And if you can support community radio in any way, check us out at kxsf.fm. Uh, we could surely use your help. Even uh, if you have some volunteer time, volunteer at kxsf.fm. This is the Community Matters show. Uh, one more time. In the background, a little more Banda Sinombre. And... Uh, want to it's 449 um this is the new community matters show talking to amazing community organizations and agencies uh supporting change and supporting uh, san francisco becoming a better and more humane and uh beautiful place to live and on the beautiful front and certainly on the more humane front we have um in the studio with us um Susan Cervantes, who is the founder and executive director of the Presida Eyes Mural Arts uh, Group, which again is uh, having its uh, its fundraiser. And Susan, you can also get tickets just through your website. Tell us about how people can connect with you and how they can maybe take advantage of some of your classes as well. Uh, well, we have our uh, website where you can go directly to at www. Presida Eyes, all one word, dot org, O-R-G. And uh, you can find the, the, uh, uh, the button for tickets right on our homepage. Okay, so, and then uh, for classes, I mean, I do, you know, of course, just coming out of the pandemic, we're just really getting started again with our right. youth arts classes. Uh, and I've started doing my uh, community mural arts education workshops um, and we're doing a little bit better publicity, so I've been getting pretty good uh, groups of people coming f to to learn about uh, how the collaborative process works, and to uh, it, it it's kind of a two-hour hands-on how do you do it. Uh, so it gives them all the basic tools and hands-on experience to see how to work with a community, and then it, they can take that information back to their neighborhoods and communities and direct their own projects. So it's like, uh, usually it's like a lot of artists and um, people who are appreciative of the art and some that just are very curious on how it works uh, who come to these workshops. And we do have other classes that are we, we will start again. Um, hopefully our toddlers classes and our kids art classes in the afternoons and, um, and uh, continue to do more community mural painting workshops in the future. Mm. Um, but we do have uh, instant mural workshops uh, for 
for groups. Uh, usually we get a lot, a lot of students, uh, classes from schools who want to do that. They either come to our studio or we go to theirs, and an instant mural can happen, you know, like within three hours, three or four hours. Uh-huh. You can have an instant mural on a piece of Tyvek paper, which is a weather-resistant, tear-proof uh, fiberglass paper. Uh, which is very uh, good, and uh, it's uh, five by eight feet, and you can have up to 20 people working on that. Uh, in three hours, they have a mural, mm. and then they can put it up in their uh, facility wherever they would like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it's very uh, doesn't cost very much. You know, uh, it's something that's within everybody's uh, budget to to do an instant mural. They get the feeling of getting to do a mural. Mm. So those are, that's something that we offer as well. And, of course, we're doing uh, something, a participatory mural. Those are sort of special projects like the one that we're going to be doing tomorrow evening at the California Academy of Sciences. Um, oh, yeah. You know, uh, people are going to be going to that event. I don't remember. Tell, tell what, us. Oh, okay, you don't remember about it. I don't remember exactly. <laughs> but I think it has to do around, you know, kind of their their bugs and tropical themes or something uh, like that. Excellent. Um, and uh, But we do that pretty often. Um, we just... Uh, you know, we're doing uh, schools. We're doing the Dolores Huerta School right now. Um, and we're doing the James Lick School. So we have some school projects that are going currently. We're doing a huge mural on uh, 7th and, um, what is it, 7th Street uh, at the San Francisco City Clinic oh, between yeah. between right. Harrison and Folsom. It's a clinic that's been around for 111 years. And... Um, Serves all the diverse communities, including the LGBTQ community, and all the all their needs. And we're doing this huge fifty by fifty foot mural on the front facade. It should oh, be wow. done in a couple of weeks. We're going to have a mural dedication on November the fifteenth. Um, we also have a volunteer program. So if people are interested in assisting us or learning more about murals, and you know, or assisting with our uh, kids art classes. They can contact the center at our website or call the main office, which is 415-285-2287, and ask for, uh, you know, ask for Susan, uh, myself, or Paola, who is our, uh, Paola Reyes-Melendez, who is our uh, arts education director. And uh, we have our, um, you can also email us any requests. You can request Susan at Presita Eyes, all one word, dot org. Very mm. easy. That's wonderful. <laughs> you, you know, that brought up so much in that that I wanted to follow up on. I mean, it's so great that you're doing something for City Clinic, which, you know, has been a mainstay of LGBTQ health care and health care for the homeless and the poor mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, HIV prevention, mm-hmm. you know, I'm outing myself as a, as a big public health nerd, having that worked in that for years and really respect their work. So thank you for, for doing that. And you also guys, you guys also do amazing tours as kind of part of your fundraising efforts. The, the mission mural movement is incredible and goes back, you know, as long well, as long and longer as we were talking about of Presida eyes and you guys you guys um have been key to that to to producing those murals to raising up the next several at this point generations of muralists um mm-hmm. and 
tell, tell me a little bit about the, the, the tour and, and, and how people can connect with those because that's certainly something if you got relatives coming from out of town and Christmas is coming, you know, you should be uh, taking them on that tour. Yeah, well, that's a, a good point. Yes, our tour program was a real uh, big uh, part of our programming. Um, when the pandemic hit, it just really fell flat. We couldn't do yeah. it anymore, and it's just it's starting to rise up again a little bit. Um, but our tour coordinator is uh, still a little shy of the mm -hmm. COVID, so we are doing uh, private tours only with uh, groups of up to 10. And um, but I have started doing the Procida Eyes Mural History Tour, which I lead on the third Saturdays of every month. And the next one, because our because our forty uh, fifth anniversary is this weekend, I won't be doing it this weekend, but I will be doing it next weekend. So if people are interested in my leading the tour, uh, which is, starts from our original Legacy Studio on Procida Park. At 348 Presida, that's where the tour begins at 11:30, and um, it's open to everyone. Uh, we don't have any limitations, and you can, you know, wearing your mask is optional. We will be all outdoors, mm -hmm. so we'll be going through there, and you probably will see, oh, many, many murals. Probably about 50 murals in the walk of about five blocks. Wow. You know, and, so. and that's that's uh, you know, that's even being conservative because you could you could probably go on forever. Well, they could keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just point the way. Yeah. And there's a, of course a self-guided map at the center that is very popular too. So we have a map for people to go on their own walking tours. You know that yeah. helps them find the the murals and you know um, there's so many murals now in the mission and there's this continually growing. Uh, like I said, when we started in the early 70s, there was only about four or five murals that you could think of. Now there, there's an assessment that was done just recently, maybe about five or six years ago, and there was like they, they, they found 650 murals just in the mi mission alone. Wow, 650 murals. Yeah. It's it's stunning, and that, that's why I love to live in that neighborhood, among many things, just all the creative people such as yourself and all that beauty on the streets. Um, I'm going to take a minute right now, and uh, it is just shy of 5 o'clock. I'm going to play a little spot, one of our underwriters, and come back to this interview and maybe some music. So we'll be right back with Susan Cervantes of the Presida Eyes Mural Arts Association. And again, their benefit gala is coming up this Saturday, 6 to 10 p.m. at the Gray Area Theater on uh, uh, 2665 Mission and 23rd. Banda Sinombre will be there, but we're not going to play Banda Sinombre right away. This is, uh, but thanks to these guys for supporting Community Radio, San Francisco Community Radio, KXSF LP, San Francisco. The escalating Palestinian oh, is not this one. The escalating Palestinian. This one. Underwriting for KXSF comes from Noise, a record shop located in the Richmond district between 39th and 40th Avenue, specializing in local bands, artists, and music producers. Contact them calling 415-702-6006 or email them at noisemusicsf at gmail.com. Thanks to Noise for supporting San Francisco Community Radio KXSF. 
And this is KXSFLP, San Francisco 102.5 FM. And this is another Mission District stalwart, La Doña. And we'll be back with some, some, uh, some gossip about her, perhaps. Or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, Trump's appeal to the Supreme Court is pretty narrow, asking the justices to let the special master review the classified information seized from his estate. I wonder what you think Trump gains or could gain from the process other than stalling the investigation. Again, Alicia, it's a very narrow request to the Supreme Court. It's actually not even asking the Supreme Court to do what would be the most important thing here, which is to stop the Justice Department from using those classified documents in their criminal investigation. It's really just to put those documents back in the hands of Judge Deary. But I think, as you suggest, what it does is run out some more time on this clock. So we've already got a week for the Justice Department to respond. And then the court, which will probably, this will be referred to the court as a whole, won't just be decided by Justice Thomas, it's very likely. Um, but the whole court will then have an opportunity to decide this, and they don't actually have a timeline for doing that, so that could add some more time to this. And of course, Judge Deary had hoped to complete his review by the end of October, and we're getting really close to that. We are very close indeed. Philip, you heard Maggie Haberman there on Meet the Press with Kristen Welker talking about how President Trump has paid $3 million to retain legal counsel, and I wonder, as someone who has followed this all very closely, what that tells you about how he views this investigation, how seriously he's taking it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear that he at least has people around him who are making sure he has his heads up on this thing. I mean, it's important to remember, too, this guy has a ton of money that he raised after the election, some of which has gone to pay for legal fees. So it's also not as though necessarily that all the money he's spending on his legal defense has come out of his pocket. We've known for months, uh, years even, that the Republican National Committee, for example, has been paying a lot of his legal bills as well. And so while he did make this, while he did retain his uh, attorney at that price, uh, it's not necessarily the case that's coming out of his pocket, which obviously is something that always is a concern of his. Uh, that said, there are real legal problems that are looming over him, and I think unexpected ones, right? I mean, we've been paying attention to the January 6th committee all year long, and all of a sudden it turns out he has all these classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. I think the other question, too, is who knows what else is out there? And the longer that Donald Trump can drag this out as 2024 approaches, if he can make it seem as though this is related to 2024, I think he thinks that suits him well politically, and I think that may be part of his game. Que quieren comer nuestro pan, que nos ofrecen y que es que nos dan. ¿De dónde vienen y cuándo se van?
And that was, of course, the Mission District's own La Doña and uh, the song Cuando Se Van from uh, Algo Nuevo back in 2020. Uh, we'll keep her on in the background. And, and you were saying that the, I'm, I'm here again. This is KXSF LP, Community Matters, uh, honoring and talking with Susan Cervantes of the uh, Presidai's Mission, uh, the Presidai's Mural Arts Association, based in the Mission, but really worldwide, certainly throughout the Bay Area, with hundreds, hundreds of murals to their credit, uh, and who are having a amazing uh, and incredible and diverse uh, gala this coming uh, Saturday the 15th from 6 to 10 p.m. at the Gray Area 23rd Mission. Check it out at ProcedaEyes.org. Um, but Susan, you said uh, that the beautiful La Doña from, uh, came up through your your mural arts program in some ways, was part of the neighborhood, of course. Yeah, well, it was um, through our kids after-school kids art program. Yeah. That's when I first was introduced to CC at that time, yeah. Cecilia. Cecilia. And... Um, they called her Cece, and her, of course her older sister Renee was already a student in our uh, uh, kids' art class after school, and and then uh, after uh, Cece uh, became old enough to join, which was about five years old, that's when mm-hmm. I met her, and it was really great to have both of them in the workshop, and of course their mom, Susan, would bring them over, and I can remember them fondly uh, being a part of it and uh, enjoying the activities that we shared with them, uh, creating all kinds of uh, art projects. Well, they know. had that amazing family band too, which I, you know, I see absolutely still plays amazing. La, la, yeah. Conta, Peña Gorea, you know. Yeah, with Miguel and uh, Susan, yeah, they're they they're they're a legacy for sure, yeah. and. Uh, you know, uh, I've I've known Miguel from all the time. We you know his Los Compas and uh, band, and also uh, he was with uh, my my son uh, stepson Stephen Cervantes. Mm-hmm. Used to play with him quite a bit, so I would see him a lot when they played together. And um, Stephen played flute, and usually. Uh, you know, uh, Miguel would play either accordion or play the trumpet or some something like yeah. that, and it was really wonderful to hear their sounds. And um, and then I remember at one point where uh, Susan offered a drum circle. One time we used to go over to their house and have drum circles, and yeah, uh, that was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed that a lot. Well, that's what's so beautiful about okay. Shameless plug for my neighborhood, loving the Mission District and, you know, all the amazing arts and community things that happen. And it feels like the Mission mission Muralismo in lots of ways is getting um, a lot of uh, overdue credit and attention in the last few weeks with the big mural arts symposium that happened at the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. Two days of panels and and a, a new movie and a, a full a full uh, afternoon in which uh, Presida Eyes was honored. But maybe you could tell us a little bit about that and sort of that ongoing um, project where people can like delve deeper into Mission Muralismo. Well, I think that the you know the I think that it started like pro- at least two or three years ago when they moved the Diego Rivera mural to the museum, you know, and, and uh, refreshed it and uh, put it on display for the public to enjoy. 
uh, took it out of City College where it was housed for many, many years. Um, and so, and then it, it also was sort of like then uh, kind of dovetailed into a Diego Rivera show, which is current. And in, in, and with that, you know, just the idea that this is sort of a, a mural tradition. I mean, even uh, those murals are you know being recognized i remember when the uh, diego rivera's mural was covered up because it wasn't contemporary enough at the san francisco art institute and uh when wait, I wait wait i didn't i didn't know this it was covered up at sfai because it wasn't contemporary enough right i didn't know that's, that's it really wasn't strange. modern art yeah. it was like you know it was social uh commentary yeah you know so they covered it up. The president of the school decided to cover it up so that kids would not have any influence and just do more modern, go into a modern art direction. So, uh, but, you know, now that, and then it was uncovered in about 1990, I think, 80, no, probably before, the early 90s. Stephen, his, uh, Diego Rivera's apprentices, Stephen Dimitrov and Lucien Bloch, came and re restored the mural, the Diego Rivera mural at the Art Institute, and they uncovered it. And it was really because of the mural movement at the time that had started in the early 70s that it began to like, oh, well, murals are important. You know, we're starting to see more, and then we've got a lot of artists who are taking it seriously and put it, you know, you know, you know, spending their whole careers at it, mm -hmm. you know? So um, so then they recognized the Diego Rivera mural. And so now we really have more recognition with it being in MoMA, in the Museum of Modern Art, as a, a, a really vital art form and that it has had influence on, you know, uh, the continual, you know, uh, mural movement here in the mission and beyond. Um, and I think that that is what uh, inspired the museum to actually have this mural symposium, which was uh, to what they wanted to do was they wanted to archive all the mural movement from the 70s and 80s when it was started. Mm -hmm. And um, it actually, not only the 70s and 80s, but how it's influenced what's going on now, currently. Right. And um, and it all it all is all tied to the Diego Diego Rivera mural and the exhibit of Diego Rivera, mm -hmm. which actually is very excellent. If people haven't gone to see it, they should uh, take some time to go and and, and uh, experience it. Yeah. It's up. It's uh, free to the public to San Francisco residents. Just FYI, every Thursday from one uh, not not every Thursday the first Thursdays. So mm -hmm. coming up in November, the first Thursdays from. Uh, from uh, 1 to 9 p.m. It's their late night. So so right. if you're broke, here's here's another freebie you for you. Yeah, that's their community offering. Yeah. And um, But it is, it's the first time that, uh, you know, of course, then there has been murals painted in the museum, too. Right. And One uh, of your, the, the, the Twin the Walls twin, Mural Company, which is your, company, somebody is, who came up through and is yeah, the, working the, for you. The young Marina ladies who Wong, are, right? uh, who own that business, Marina Perez Wong and Elaine Chu, who came up, uh, you know, they were dedicated artists at a very young age, and they uh, have continued their practice. And, uh, you know, uh, I think Elaine was an intern from the uh, School of the Arts mm. with us when she was like 14 years old. Wow. And um, they, 
they really embraced the collaborative mural process and practiced that all the time in their uh, in in their uh, you know in their projects that they are are doing with people as often as possible. Yeah. And so the museum had. Uh, invited them to do this huge mural in the uh on the fifth floor along the corridor going you know i guess going going to the to the cafe right, right there right. and from some of the galleries that are on the fifth floor but it's a huge mural that and i was really proud of them getting a, an opportunity to to do that it's, it's really uh shows a lot of uh spirit in concern about the climate about the the uh you know uh, everyone being uh, equal you know having cultural equity right. you know you see the women it's all representing women and uh, dancing their lives uh you know doing the dances of life mm-hmm. and um and then all the things that we're trying to um dissolve yeah. You know that are that are, that are, uh, that are hurting hurting us as human beings. You know, in terms dissolving of dissolving in the rising seas. Yeah, and right. I remember, exactly. I remember this wonderful image. Yeah, some statues yeah. of some mm-hmm. colonialists uh, That's right. rotting yeah. away. And yeah, this and that. so they're dancing on top of that, just dissolving the mm. dissolving all of those negative things. Excellent. And um, so it's a really beautiful uh, uh, mural that everyone should see. Um, at the Museum of Modern Art, but that means that they're being invited to do that. And of course, there has been other artists who have been invited to do murals as well. Like you know, they did, they did one with uh, the Black artist Ebony. Uh, uh, Can't remember his name now. Uh, Emory Douglas, Emory the, Douglas, the Black, the Black Emory, Panther. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, yeah, they from worked back in with the day. him on a mural in the MoMA. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and of course, I can remember in the early days that you know twisted a whole bunch of murals right. on the walls. Um, uh, in the uh, in AKA, the eighties, in the eighties, you know, um, aka Barry McGee, right? Who, Barry McGee, who became right. a, a world-renowned, world-renowned and very, artist, yes. uh, very very pricey uh, <laughs> yeah. mission, mission school artist. Yeah, yeah, but you, you know, know, I can remember Barry when he was young before he even began to do anything like that. Too, I mean, he was working with Juan Alicia and I on the <laughs> on the. Uh, mural that we did on the mission playground oh, yeah. on the front facade on the front mm-hmm. um he was he was a student at uh, i think the skyline college or something right and he was interning with us and working on that and you guys uh, have had an incredible reach and 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 so on well i want to i want to back and say you were also honored that you had that great panel which I, I assume it was great i missed it uh full full disclosure on sunday but there was an amazing two-day symposium there at MoMA. You were honored with a panel on uh, on, uh, su- on Sunday, Sunday, on Sunday, Sunday, as well as this uh, yeah. m- this this movie and uh, in the movie Las uh, Muralistas, which is a great movie that was made. It's like a film documentary film, and uh, I guess when they started doing the research of the movement in the seventies and eighties, they really realized that the women had a very strong right. role in that. And so they uh, really dug deeper in in learning who these women were and what they were doing and what they're doing now. And we had a lot of them that were present at the symposium, uh, celebrating their their contributions and uh, being honored. Um, you know, even like um, 
Patricia Rodriguez and uh, Irene Perez, who mm-hmm. were the original Mujeres Morelistas, were there. Um, and who, for, who, again, for for point of history, were the first, you know, women muralists banding together, kind of um, pushing back at really the male supremacy and patriarchy of that that era, especially in terms of visual artists. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. that's that's we're really proud of that. But we, not knowing, I mean, we were just so amazed to be uh, witnessing that at the mm-hmm. time. You know, you don't think about oh, well, we're you know we were the guys or whatever the guys thinking about. It was like you know they were doing their own trip and we were doing ours and we were like working collectively and you know in a collaboration and we were you know th- our values were around family and and food and children and mm-hmm. you know um survival. our commu- our community and our survival yeah. and yeah. all of that so those were the values that we were you know painting about at that time mm. So again, there is. Uh, I was trying to look up the the film and to see if there is any. But also, if you go to the SF MoMA website, sfmoma.org, there is a slash publication slash Mission Murals. But if you look it up, there is this incredible documentation from the era of the Proyecto Mission Murals project. Um, lots of those old school murals up and wonderful pictures. So worth checking out. Uh, so how was making that movie? How you said it was too short. Well, they <laughs> they were uh, kind of uh, following us around for over a year or more. It seemed like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, to to uh, catch us live doing whatever we were doing, and so I was. They 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 spent out. We spent hours with them. It seemed like uh, with the crew, and they took you know hours and hours of footage. Not only me and Priscilla Eyes, and then uh, you know I told them that uh, Elaine and Marina were uh, we were sponsoring their their this project, uh, COVID mural project, mm. and so they caught them too. And then we had this mural project with the uh, Baybase, which is a women's group that we have that did a mural in Balmy and not in Balmy, but in Clarion Alley, and so they captured that. And mm. uh, so it seemed like they were everywhere. <laughs> And then when I was doing the, uh, of course, I was doing the restoration of the five sacred colors of corn for Balmy, and they documented that whole process. But you only get like one little tiny, tiny snippet of it in the film. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, of any of that, of any of that, it's just, it was just, there was so much of it cut. I would really love to see all the unedited raw footage uh, sometime, uh, if that's possible. Well, I, I, if they're listening in, word you got you you have a, a charge from the community to to create all those oral histories and put them up online somewhere. There are some nice ones already in the Proyecto Mission Murals project, but certainly not enough. And all the incredible, and especially all the incredible women artists who were um, part of that movement and continue, as as we are blessed and honored to have a veteran here with us, Susan Cervantes from the the Presida Eyes mural arts association um again okay shameless plug time let's talk about the gala one more time susan people tuning in okay ready yeah. to give their money this All is right. what it's about <laughs> we're we're having a benefit on on saturday october 15th uh our 45th anniversary gala um viva Presida eyes and it's going to be uh from six to ten at the gray area um, between 22nd and 23rd Streets on Mission Street. 
Um, it should be a great uh, f- fun, lots of dancing, music, live music, DJs, food, drinks, art, lots of art. We want to come and buy some art from our muralists yeah. who are donating their work to support Presida Eyes. Well, and you can get a preview at presidaeyes.org, also buying tickets there. Um, be generous if you can, but... Uh, yeah, brilliant, brilliant work. Always, and, and you know, coming by the the visitor center, the Mission Mural, the Presida Eyes Mission Murals uh, Visitor Center there um, on 24th Street with a beautiful mural, a beautiful tiled mural out front by your son, I must say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, get get one of their tours. Um, I'm going to take a minute and uh, and give one more shout out to one of our underwriters, as we are want and uh, compelled to do at times. But these guys are also a community mainstay and have donated so much to the community and to community organizations throughout the years, and uh, including San Francisco Community Radio. Thanks to these guys. Support for KXSF is provided by Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned cooperative that has been serving San Francisco vegetarian food and providing a model for sustainable living since 1975. Rainbow is located at 1745 Folsom Street. Visit them online at rainbow.coop. KXSF would like to thank Rainbow Grocery for its continued support. So uh, thanks again to Rainbow for supporting us and supporting community in general. And uh, again, you can check out uh, Presida Eyes uh, mural work as well as all the the amazing art that's going to be on sale and at auction at that uh, benefit uh, on uh, Saturday at the Gray Area. And one of the things that we were talking about on the break uh, as well was that uh, there's the symposium that happened, lots of um, uh, holding forth from re- really the OGs of the mural movement. Daniel Galvez was there, Ray Patalan, um, Juan Alicia, Irena Perez, yourself, um, whole whole bunch of crew there. Um, that also uh, the museum has uh, hosted on the second floor. A thing about the 80s mattering in the mission, how the, what was happening. There was all that ferment of organizing, all that ferment of both cultural and political organizing um, through the 80s. I mean, it continues. The mission is like that, and uh, uh, San Francisco can be like that. Um, so why don't we talk a little bit about what else is happening on Saturday? We were talking about this amazing institution, a monthly thing, this time organized by the great... Again, Mission District Organization, Acción Latina, uh, the Paseo Artístico. Yeah, the Paseo Artístico, which is uh, an event that, uh, you know, where that event happens every other month, usually. Um, This month, it's uh, on October 15th, which happens to be the same day as our gala. So, so don't I, go, don't, don't <laughs> go to the gala first. Oh yeah. Or so, actually, maybe go to the artistico, but, but the leave artistico. enough money in time to come around. Yeah. So we wanna, we want to, um, you know, uh, let people know that the paseo is also going to be celebrating our, uh, the, uh, the film that was created uh, about the mission murals. Uh, it's called Las Muralistas. And it will be playing at the Dance Mission Theater that day, 
I think more towards like around 5.30 in the, in the afternoon on Saturday. Here. Yeah, at 5 p.m. actually. 5 p.m., okay, yeah, so 5 p.m. Yeah, there's a schedule of activities starting at 1 uh, mm -hmm. with uh, the musical performance by Mission District Young Musicians Program, Las Paludas, a capoeira performance at 24th and Bryan, and then moving up the street. And finally, at 5 p.m., Las Muralistas, Our Walls, Our Stories, the documentary film by Javier Briones and Maisa Planck Graham at the Dance Mission Theater. All free. Oh, correct. Yes. Yeah. So that is exciting. And then everybody can come to the gala right after. Right. You know, it's it's really just a block away. Dance Mission Theater really there on 24th and Mission. Yeah, it's just around the corner. It's just around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I bet you'd let people in at the door. Yes, we will. You will? Yes, of course. Okay. You don't have to go, but you could, and you should, go to ProceedEyes.org and get a ticket in advance. Uh, press the little button. So tell us, uh, again, a little more about... Um, uh, sort of that '80s era for you. I mean, it, there was such, oh, there was such goodness. a hermit. I mean, you know, it's it, it's just such a giant question. I was thinking about all the things that I did personally, and some of which I'm not going to talk about on the radio. But um, you know, just incredible work and incredible sense of community that is really carried through even to this day under all the pressures of gentrification and and everything else that this neighborhood and the city has gone through. How was well, the 80s for you? Well, it, well, you know, I've been here over 60 years in yeah. the mission. Yeah. So, I know, I've seen some changes, but at the same thing, same time, things, some things don't change, yeah. um, fortunately. Um, but I think in the 80s, uh, that was, you know, just really Proceed Eyes was just really getting off the ground. And I remember that I... Uh, one Alicia was start, had just come into the city just and started doing her Las Lechugueras mural, and so we met right on 24th and York where she was creating that mural and became really really close friends, and so um, we started doing murals together as well, and um, you know we did the uh, murals on the Mission Playground swimming pool yeah, together. And um, I think, you know, we continued after that into the 90s, working with each other. And uh, But she was also working on the Mime Troupe in the 80s, mm -hmm. uh, which is being restored now. Yeah. You can go by and watch her paint if you wish. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just finished restoring the mural I did 45 years ago on, mm. on, the, on the Flynn School. Which yeah. is right on Presida Park, right, on right Presida across Park, from yeah, your old... Right historical uh, center there yeah so um that's what i was working on and then uh you know uh, you know getting uh, a group of people interested in doing more murals at the time and and we did uh china books and then we were doing uh food for the people mm. at the uh it was, there was a, a food um what do you call it i don't know it was a they gave people they gave people food out of this warehouse over on William Street out in the Bayview, and we did this huge mural on the side of it that was showing people gathering and harvesting, growing food, and a sustainable, you know, kind of in, you know environment and culture, and very diverse. And that was really a lot of fun. And that was done in the eighties. Um, it really seemed to have a good message. I mean, around food, uh, which is still important, and. Um, you know, we have, uh, 
I'm just trying to think of what what other. Oh, we did the mural, like I said, on the swimming pool. Mm-hmm. We were doing the murals on the Garfield swimming pool, right? Um, Which also just had an amazing. And we just did a restoration on that, yeah. and actually did an addition to that one. And yeah. um, Fabiana Rodriguez, props and to Fabiana her for Rodriguez that amazing. Fabiana Rodriguez did her like stained glass, sort of stained glass yeah. uh, mural that's over the the swimming pool. Um, so that was more, you know, kind of like tying the oldest with the new mm. uh, upcoming. Uh, you know, group of muralists, and um, you know, and then it just goes into the '90s, where you know, Juan and I were, were working on the. I remember starting to work on the Cesar Chavez School, which was Hawthorne Elementary at the oh, time. Yeah. We we did the front facade when it was Hawthorne, and we did, mm. then I worked on the back when it became uh, uh, Cesar Chavez, and did the Cisse Puede mural on the back, and so all these continue to sort of influence. Of course, in between that, we uh, started working on the women's building, too. All right. You now, know? there's a deep history. That was an amazing... Maybe, you know? Give us a little bit of that story. You guys uh, created, uh, I mean, one of the most power, uh, most powerful collaborative and, and collectives of women artists. Right. Well, I, it just really s- continued that tradition started in the 70s, you know, with uh, women muralists and... Um, of course, the women's building also from the feminist movement bought their own building. It's probably one of the only women-owned buildings for women's needs in the country. Um, and when they uh, were able to pay off their their mortgage and own the building, they wanted to have a mural on the front of the building. There was, you know, one that was done and directed by uh, Patricia Rodriguez. Um, in the, I think in the late 80s. Yeah. I think in the late 80s, she was working on that one. And I think uh, it was just on the second floor, just a strip of the second floor on the front facade. Right. Representing different, uh, you know, women, women uh, heroes. Um, you know, and uh, I think Miranda Bergman was also part of that at the time. And so when the... When the women's building wanted to, they wanted something new. They wanted, you know, to celebrate their uh, ownership of the of this building, and uh, did a call for artists. And there was like seven of us that I guess were picked to to do this new mural. But they only had funding to do one side, the Lapid Street side, on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And when all seven of us got together. Um, we were looking at each other and saying, there's uh, over 100 years of experience between all of us. Yeah. I think we should do the whole building. <laughs> Absolutely. And so we started to design and plan a, you know, a mural for the whole building. And the, I don't think the women's building uh, admin or board or staff knew that we had that intention at the time. Oh, yeah. But we pr- proposed it. And, of course, we didn't have any money. But they were just blown away with the design and well how are we gonna how are we gonna afford to do this well let's just take we'll just do a little bits at a time we'll do some fundraising and we'll make it happen mm-hmm. and we made it all happen and you know we there was a lot of sacrifice a lot of volunteering of our time but it was such a unique collaboration that we had to make it happen yeah. and we did and um so it's a the maestro piece mural is now is 
you know, our four-story high, you know, master mural. Yeah. And, Internationally uh, renowned, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people do celebrating, yeah. celebrating women's contributions all around the world. Yeah. Well, I am again blessed and honored to be hosting Susan Cervantes of the Presida Eyes Mural Arts Association, celebrating their 45th year of incredible artistic stories and triumphs like that and just the day-to-day of supporting youth and and building community and creating beauty in the streets of san francisco and the bay and further afield to the world um they're having again they're uh, amazing and uh you should not miss this viva presida eyes 45th anniversary gala um on this coming saturday 6 to 10 p.m at the gray area theater 2665 Mission in 2023. You can get tickets again at presidaeyes.org and any number of things. Book a tour um, of, of the 600 plus murals throughout the mission of the, well, you'd probably be at that four or five days. You're probably going to see maybe 20, maybe. You, you might see about 50, 50 of them, yeah. <laughs> Depends how long you stand and gape at the, at the incredible artistry. But, you know, that's. This is, yeah. There are murals at every corner. Yeah, yeah. And definitely, again, um, check these guys out. Um, do you have another... I, I do have to play another spot soon, but um, do you have another musical choice? We talked about La Doña. We talked about Banda Sonombre. We could go back to Banda Sonombre. But, uh, well, other mission... Uh, other, other, other mission artists you love? Oh, oh, yeah, well, of course I do. I just wasn't thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> That's all good. That's all good. good. Yeah. Yeah. So how about we go, um, let's go here and play, play, uh, we're going to come back and sort of wrap up, but, uh, let's see, where are we going to go with this? Um, why don't we play one more from, uh, the amazing, uh, trying to think which one would be appropriate. Um, well, I love this song. We're just going to play this song. Another single from 2019, Sale. This is Banda Sin Nombre, again, appearing at this gala this Saturday, the Viva Presida Eyes 45th Anniversary Gala at, at the Gray Area Theater, 23rd Emission, 6 to 10 p.m. on this Saturday, the 15th, Sale. Sale. Oops. There we go. Sale. Sale de mí, sale de mí, sale de mí Todo lo que pienso sale de mí, sale de mí, sale de mí Todo lo que pienso sale de mí, sale de mí, sale de mí Todo lo que pienso Sale de mi boca con las palabras, sale de mi mente con la mirada Sale de mis ojos con lágrimas claras Sale de mi alma, sale de mi alma, sale de mi alma, sale de mi alma, sale de mi corazón.
sale de mi corazón
anchored in the city's Mission District and the Outer Richmond. 
Founded in 1921, CMC is a nonprofit organization providing high-quality music instruction to anyone, regardless of financial means, and inspiring students to reach their fullest potential. For information on classes, summer camps, or how you can help CMC enrich scholarships for in-need students, go to sfcmc.org. Support for KXSF comes from The Strand Salon, located at 409 Locust Street in San Francisco's Laurel Heights neighborhood. The Strand is a full-service hair salon specializing in Aveda color and products, staffed by independent stylists who believe that independent radio is key to keeping San Francisco culture alive and thriving. Visit their website at thestrandsalon.com. Thanks for supporting San Francisco Community Radio. Thank you, Strand. Thank you, everyone out there in San Francisco radio land and on the worldwide interwebs for supporting us here at San Francisco Community Radio, KXSF LP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM in the Community Way. Speaking, this is Community Matters, a weekly show coming up. DJ Rhoda supporting uh, community-based organizations supporting agencies that facilitate change and uh you know take care of us us here in san francisco and throughout the world and again community matters uh next week will be uh with dj pamelui again uh, they will be hosting uh uh the undi- i forget what it is now the undocumented fund i believe what it is but check it out every wednesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Um, I know she had early on on her um, fifth wave radio show, she had Honey Mahogany, District 6 candidate. Um, and, uh, you know, we're trying to trying to support and bring forward for the community. And again, honored and blessed today to have uh, Suzanne Cervantes from the Presida Eyes Mural Arts Association celebrating their 45th anniversary with an amazing gala and again thank you for coming through and just talking with me at the end of the day susan oh thank you bob it's been a pleasure uh so we have a few more minutes i just wanted to maybe we've we've gone some deep and wide on history missed a few things um we played LaDonia earlier. I want to, again, prop and, and recognize DJ Agana, the muralist who did her resilience mural. I guess the SF Giants had something to do with that, too. Yeah. But uh, DJ Agana throwing that up on uh, on a 26th admission, featuring uh, the artist LaDonia, who we got some you know tales out of school from, from Susan. Not, not big ones, but little <laughs> ones. <laughs> and, and you were key as well, Susan, in, in Bami Alley and part of that whole thing. Tell us a little bit about Bami. I mean, again, Presida Eyes supporting missions, hundreds of murals throughout the mission, and, you know, old school, new school, young artists coming up. And doing these incredible tours, which would, of course, feature Bami Alley. They're right around the corner from your uh, amazing visitor center there on 24th. But um, tell us a little bit about Bami. Well, Bami, I think, is you know really close to my heart as well as um, kind of where I got to start um, with mural art, actually, um, because of the Mio Gonzalez had a 24th Street place, which was a tutorial center for kids. Mm. 
um, most of them coming from the housing projects at the Bernal Dwellings, going through Garfield and then going through Balmy Alley to the center, which was at the end of that alley. And um, she was able to get permission from all the uh, garage door owners, fence owners, to put up children's art to some children's murals, um, mostly on... Uh, and I, I happen to be a volunteer for, for that for a little bit, you know, but taking them to my studio on Presida and having them read recipes for art, <laughs> oh, nice. you know, and uh, so I knew if they if they wanted to do a, an art project, they could read about it and, and then and put the, all the pieces together and create something beautiful. Mm. Um, so, uh, so I think Mia had like, pieces that, of plywood that were cut out into like animal shapes and some abstract shapes that I remember and were put up on the walls uh, but the kids painted them inside of that center and then we then Mia installed them and then we had a festival afterward which you know I collaborated with uh, Carlos Lorca mm. from the Galleria de la Raza uh, doing a freestyle mural with the kids on the corner there um, on Balmy and 24th Street and that was there for quite a long time. And then other artists started to see that there was painting on the wall, so they wanted to do some painting on the walls. And I think the, let's see, Patricia Rodriguez and Graciela Carrillo lived in the alley. They did their, one of the first large murals across from this, the alley from where they lived, um, which was this big, huge ball with floating fish and some mm -hmm. tropical plants and things like that which was really very very nice um and and then it kind of like maybe a couple of other things i remember the chilean brigade came through once right. and did a piece it was very bold i think it did read something but they you know did it in the brigade style with buckets of paint and really flat mm -hmm. bold uh, graphic and that's still there that one no it's no? gone it's it, gone okay because yeah, yeah. that was done like 1972 or okay. 73 or something. Maybe it was recreated on Clarion Alley. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Maybe yeah. that's what you're thinking uh, about. Yeah. Because that's, that disappeared mm. pretty quickly, especially in 1984 when the Plaka Project came. Right. There's none of, none of, all of that was all um, refreshed with new murals that were around the theme of peace in Central America uh, because there was a lot of people migrating from Central America because of the wars in in Central America, and a lot of people wanted to show solidarity with these with these folks that were moving into the mission, and uh, so uh, Ray Potlan and Patricia Rodriguez, you know, rounded up a bunch of uh, artists around the Bay Area, about 40 artists, and we did 28 new murals in the alley, celebrating that. Um, theme you know in many many different ways and different styles and um i contributed one which was called you know like a dream of life mm. dream of death dream of life kind of a theme it was from a a dream i had of where this whole family was uh, had been assassinated by the uh by others who uh saw them as subservient uh, to the cause, and um, so that was one mural that I contributed to that particular project, and um, and then um, mm, so it was celebrated. It became very well known worldwide and a tourist destination as well uh, because it was so powerful. 
and uh, there's one mural that was restored by Miranda Bergman and Brian Thiel. The Culture Contains the Seeds of Resistance mural um, was restored maybe about, what, six, seven, eight years ago. I can't remember. It seems like just yesterday, but you know it wasn't just yesterday. It was mm-hmm. a long time ago when they restored it and uh, had to get lots of donations to make that happen. And, uh, you know, just trying to keep that same kind of um, spirit yeah. in the alley. You know, not, you know, uh, even though some, uh, we have lost a lot of the murals that were originated in 1984, but there's new ones that have come up that, you know, still um, respect that uh, that theme and um, are, the, still, we, are still surviving. Incredible women's mural, uh, yeah, women well, heroes with got Lucia Epolito. The new emerging, emerging artists like yeah. Lucia Epolito and doing those two great new murals, the uh, Mission Makeover and the Women of Resistance murals, which are the most recent murals and... and um, Constantly, we have festivals in Balmy Alley, and you know we have. Um, you know, I did the uh, Indigenous Eyes mural, uh, Indigenous Eyes War Peace mural, um, integrating uh, one of the original murals from 1984 by Nicole Emanuel, and um, uh, that one has been a, a real, a, a really strong mural that I I really. Had a pleasure contributing to the alley, and then um, you know I had students working in the alley from Presida Eyes. Um, one of them, I think, is on one of the the walls where Andreas used to do his bicycle workshop. Uh, that was that was one of the murals that my youth did. Um, and then we had another one that was the Latino Pride mural was our youth murals too, and just recently restored by Francisco Carrasco who led that workshop. Um, so it's great to see that restored um, in the alley. Um, and then of course I restored the uh, Five Sacred Colors of Corn. Which is an incredible mural. I mean, another cutout mural and some beautiful that, that survived the creation of the 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 uh, low income housing there. Yeah, right. The yeah, yeah the uh, the senior housing, affordable senior housing there. They were going to tear down the building and of course that project it took over 20 years for it to be realized. Mm-hmm. And the reason we had those pieces on the building in relief and originally was because the director of Mission Neighborhood Center says that they were going to be building this building. Well, that was 30 years ago, right. you know, and so the the so they wanted the relief mural to continue to stay on the building. So they built the wall so that it could, you know, so we could take down the pieces and restore them and then put them back up. And of course, most of it was, you know, a lot of it was rotten, mm. you know. So we had to learn how to restore rotten wood in some places, and then some pieces were fine. And I'd say probably a third of it is original pieces, and the rest of it we had to like remake. But um, and it was quite a big, huge effort, of, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody volunteering their time to make that happen. Um, so we're happy to see it, um, you know, up on the new building, and everybody yeah. really uh, appreciating it being up there. Um, the five sacred colors of corn is like. You know, it's really celebrating the the indigenous people, uh, the Wicho, you know, mm-hmm. people who did the yarn paintings. Mm-hmm. That's who. That that's the inspiration, yeah. and um, 
and uh, it was an intergenerational mural originally. We had, you know, elders and and children working on it originally to paint the pieces. Yeah. I was working with Mio Gonzalez, who was part of the uh, the original the original uh, yeah crew. Right. So, I'm I'm really proud of that one and the way that it went back up and. Uh, mm-hmm. It, it was dur- done during the pandemic when we restored it, and thank, thank goodness, because my my son didn't have any job at the time. So, and he was a perfect. He worked for the installers union. That's what he does for a living, uh, is, right, right. you know. And he was so precise. I don't think I could have found anyone it, better to do it. It's so beautiful and so and amazing. So, so, you know, so thanks to Lou, thanks to Lou, Lou Cervantes, my son, <laughs> for really helping a great deal with that, and my and Suaro Cervantes as well, who helped right. with that, and many other volunteers. Well, we should start wrapping up. I, again, want to thank Susan Cervantes, founder and executive director of Proceda Eyes. Check them out at ProcedaEyes.org. And again, their 45th anniversary gala, Viva Proceda Eyes, is this Saturday, October 15th, 6 to 10 p.m. at the Gray Area Theater, 2665 Mission at 23rd. Um, go to the go to their website, proceedize.org, hit that donate button, hit the, buy a ticket, buy some art, check out the amazing art that, that's there, um, and uh, come by and, and make a bid and take some art home. Put it on your wall. That's what I got to say. Right. Support your muralists. Support your muralists and support your community organizations. This has been Community Matters. Um, Again, four to six every Wednesday, the Undocu Fund with Pam Louie will be represent, uh, DJ Pam Louie will be represented next week on this Community Matters show. And I'm going to end with McCrew and stay tuned for Luke and the Dusk Patrol who will be coming up at, uh, at six o'clock very soon. We're going to hear a little bit from Raul who's going to give us a little props. And again, thank you for tuning in to KXSFLP San Francisco 102.5. Hey, familia, this is Raul Vargas, a San Francisco-based musician representing the bands Macru, Dos Bandoleros, and Stambul Connection. I want to give a shout-out to KXSF Radio for always holding it down and supporting local businesses, providing a home for many local artists and bands. Please consider donating online today at kxsf.fm. Thanks for supporting the local music scene by supporting non-profit community radio, KXSF 102.5 FM, San Francisco.
KXSFLP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM. Stay tuned for Luke and Dusk Patrol. This has been Community Matters. Here we go. Resource. Have questions about the vaccines and booster doses? Visit myturn.ca.gov. Need to schedule an appointment for you or a loved one? Visit myturn.ca.gov. Backs up, protect your community, and stay safe. Thanks from your neighbors at KXSF 102.5 FM San Francisco.